This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4. Welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by Excess Sites. And today is Wednesday, October 12th, 2021. As of the recording of this show, I am your host, Riley Bowman, and I'm joined today by a special guest, and she can chime in and say hello and all that, uh, and then we'll come back and do a proper intro. But uh, special guest is Amy Langdon from Langdon Tactical. Hello, Amy. Hi, Riley. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share some info with you guys and take questions. So send us your questions. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. Uh, I actually have this episode titled From Discovery to Domination, which will will tie into uh, what we're going to be talking about today with with some exciting changes that, that you've made to the Langdon Tactical site. Uh, and, and with everything you're trying to do, you know, in terms of your mission. But uh, first, you should know, guys, today's honorary sponsor of the episode is, in fact, Langdon Tactical Technology. LangdonTactical.com is the place to go. And we'll be referring to this site a number of times in today's episode uh, because of a really cool new feature that you all have added to the website, Amy and her team. Uh, which is called the discover part of the website. So those of you, if you're, if you're familiar with LangdonTactical.com, uh, I used to go to the site and land on the site and would see, you know, custom Beretta 92, PX4, other cool custom gun stuff. And now you go there and you're going to see two sites or two sides of the site. One side that says dominate and the other side that says discover. And I was really intrigued by this. On the dominate side, that's where you'll be. You'll find the the same old goodness that Langdon Tactical is known for, but this discover side of the site is where the new magic is at, and that is something that Amy is here to talk to us about, and has been your passionate project working on as of late. And I appreciate you for reaching out to me and Jacob, actually, Amy, uh, because. You know, we had a good good conversation with you. Of course, that was before Jacob got sick. And, um, you know, I was really excited to hear about what you're doing, what you're working on. And so with that, why don't we dive into it? First of all, Amy, tell us a little, a little bit about who you are, maybe a little bit about how you got to where you are, Oof. and then let's talk about this Discover part of the website and what this is all about. All right. I can do that. I'm Amy Langdon. Uh, We're based here in Phoenix, Arizona. My husband, Ernest, and I run Langdon Tactical. Um, I met Ernest in the uh, law enforcement industry. I went to the University of Minnesota. I was a baton twirler. So the big joke is that I've gone from sequins to firearms. Um, And I fell into kind of the industry on the manufacturing robot side, I sold robots to law enforcement, military worked internationally. And then that is where Ernest and I actually met. And then in a next chapter of our lives ended up getting together and kind of restarting Langdon tactical. And I I came into our company without really any firearms experience other than what Ernest had taught me. Uh, So to a degree, I'm, I'm what I call Ernest brainwashed. Uh, which is not a bad thing. It's a positive thing. Um, but I, you know, I was never around it as a kid, uh, never hunted, you know, didn't camp, didn't really live the outdoor life, if you will, where oftentimes I think people start. So it was, um, it was a very raw and real experience of getting into what we kind of, you know, call the gun industry, if you will. We started Langdon Tactical, restarted it in 2016. And then just with Ernest working on some of the different guns, he has been known for a very long time as the DASA, you know, kind of Beretta guy with shooting titles, world speed shooting championships, national titles. Um, and then as we have expanded and worked through different customizations, uh, part of our effort has been to provide to the greater market, 
some of the same customization features that we bring into uh, what I would say kind of started as like a competition, you know, transition into everyday carry customization. We've slowly uh, built that out at transition into more everyday carry pistols to bring all gun owners and shooters, you know, the customization and shootability that something that works for everybody, if you will, and not just a niche, you know, a niche group of people starting shooting a very certain type of gun. Yeah. Well, and you guys make some really awesome products. Uh, I mean, if you're familiar with what a stock bread and 92 feels like, and then, and I've done this, you know, where I've had, gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I've done this where I've had a stock 92 sitting right there on the counter, and and you pick it up and you you know work the action, press the trigger, all of that, and you're like, okay, yeah, all right, set it down, and then you pick up one of the guns you you guys have worked on, and it's like, oh, <laughs> like that just suddenly became very viable in terms of when you take a very heavy double action, like 12, 13, 14 pound trigger that kind of stacks on you in weird places throughout the trigger stroke and whatnot. And then you pick up a very smooth, like what, eight pound ish trigger. That's just like smooth and even throughout. It's like, it, it's, it's night and day difference. I, my first pistol that I ran, uh, as my sidearm when I was, uh, working in law enforcement was a DASA gun and it was not nearly as awesome as what you all do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, and for people that are watching this or, if, you know, if they do watch it, there are two types of uh, really, I mean, there's more than that, but primarily there's two types of guns, your DASA, double action, single action, and the striker fired gun. And I never really understood that until getting involved in the industry, right, as a non-firearms person. Mm-hmm. And I took for granted everything that I was shooting when I was with Ernest. Right. And he had a number of guns that he had worked on triggers on that, you know, people never talked about. Um, And I didn't, I didn't understand the whole stock versus what Ernest did, because my assumption was that people just, you know, they, they did this, this was normal. And so it did, it didn't make sense to me, but it's funny that you say that because um, we, you know, we have started working on Glocks and some Hellcats and, I've been doing a lot more shooting of different platforms that I have, you know, I was not familiar with at all. And just the difference for me of like, Oh, it makes sense now that that's what people are talking about when they say this, or that's what they mean when they say this from, you know, Berettas to Hellcats to Glocks to where it's helped me transition of like, okay, well I shot this because I had to, and it worked, but this actually feels more comfortable for me to carry and then, oh, you could fix this trigger. Now it feels like everything else I was used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, and again, I was brainwashed early on into really <laughs> nice trigger pulls. Um, but that it, it taught me what that customization means and and how things can become more shootable. And you know, it's like people that drive a Jeep. How many stock Jeeps do you see running around? Oh, my favorite Hanny from Texas just joined. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just was acknowledging that as well. You know, I'm going to kind of detour here for a second because it just popped into my mind. Like, this is actually a very relevant thing to talk about. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of of everything that you're working on these days, um, I actually want to ask you, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. A lot of times a question that comes up is, should I leave my gun stock, you know, from like a newer gun owner perspective, right? Should I leave my gun stock and learn how to get good with that? Or, you know, should I spend money on these upgrades and aftermarket parts and trigger jobs and that sort of thing? What's your thought? Great question. Yeah, great question. Um, And I, I can answer it two ways. I can say, yeah, get it stock to learn what you like and what you think feels right. And then improve upon that. Right. And then as part of this discover project, we actually took a couple shooters who were not shooters at all, but wanted to learn how to shoot. And we helped them walk, crawl, run through this process 
of learning how to shoot. And the struggle that I saw in, you know, Joe Beth and in Seth, when they would try to shoot that stock gun is that it was a heavier trigger. And, um, it was generally harder for them to pull through, finish pulling through that trigger without like, you know, bang the gun. And then the whole gun drops down and, you know, you're brainwashed into the earnest. It's the, the now syndrome of, I see that. I see the sights. I see the picture now, right. Where that happens, but that's really normal for people. And then we, so we started kind of with stock guns and then we let them shoot custom guns as we worked through the, the educational training. And as we did that, they were shooting them better. And, you know, Joe Beth, I don't remember exactly how uh, Seth said it, but Joe Beth said, wow, that trigger was just smoother. And we were like, we didn't pay you to say that. (laughs) And we didn't pay any of these people, right? We did it. They volunteered to do it. We did it. But that, you know, she automatically felt that. And then the same with Seth, we were outside on the range and he's like, I've never felt a trigger like that. And it made us realize that it actually was easier for folks to shoot because it was smoother. And it, it was a more natural progression of how it felt with their finger moving back towards making that gun go bang. Mm -hmm. Um, And I explained that kind of at that level, just because you don't know, you don't know what people don't know until all of a sudden you're watching it unfold in front of you. Right. And, and I think that there's a reason that people customize their guns. There's a reason that people change out their car parts. There's a reason that people buy different soles for their shoes right? Is it's, it's really hard for there to be a one size fits all thing. And so to be able to, you know, customize your gun for what works for you and what feels right for you and not just in a trigger, but also in sights, you know, some people can't see a certain sight picture the right way. So there's a reason there's a bajillion sights. And I think, I think that customizing it so that people become more confident in it and it shoots really well is the best thing that people can do because then they will naturally be more confident in carrying or shooting and whatever else they're choosing to do with it. Mm. That's kind of a long winded answer. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I thought it was great because I think it, in my own experience of going from an average Joe, let's say to a fairly competent shooter these days, um, I, I was certainly aware of customization options years ago, but f- for whatever reason, I remember actually, act, I, I, re- I remember thinking to myself, no, I'm not going to spend money on that. I am going to learn how to get good with this tool that I have. And, and I was so like dedicated to that, to that attitude that uh, I went for years before I like. The, I think the only thing I ever did is I might have made a little change. Well, that was the first upgrade I ever did to a gun. Was I added some skateboard tape to the grip? That was it. Um, it was a couple of years before I ever like touched a trigger, you know, or or swapped out a trigger part or that kind of thing, you know. So, um, and what I learned from that experience is I did get very good with the tool that I had, the stock tool that I had. But I did learn that I that there was I'd gotten to a place where I was actually held back by the tool to some degree. Sure. It's hard to measure how much that was. But the fact is, if you make it easier to shoot, you make it easier to shoot. Here's where I'm at these days. As long as a person's keeping their priorities straight, and you just tell me if you agree or disagree. As long as a person is keeping their priorities straight, meaning like you're not out there spending thousands of dollars on on gun parts in lieu of pursuing training or even buying the ammunition so you can go out and shoot and learn, um, then anything you do to make the gun easier to shoot means that you can be more focused on the shooting and you can learn how to shoot faster, better. Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean... 
it can be easier to shoot, but it may just be more comfortable, right? It may just be a, this is what feels right for me. And this is a picture that I see. And there's, you know, Ernest and I, a lot of times he'll be like, well, this is the same as this gun. And I'm like, no, but it feels different, but it looks different. Right. And it'll be, he's like, oh, well just, this is different. Well, it's a big enough difference for me to notice what it is. Right. And he, one time he got out the calipers and he's like measuring the grip. He's like, I promise you it's the same. I'm like, no, but it feels smaller in my hand. Right. And the, and the reality was, I think it was a culmination of the way that it shot where the trigger was resetting. And then I also just liked those sights better. And it was, they weren't really that different. It was a different rear sight, still blacked out, but just different. And I just liked it better. Right. So I think it was, you know, it's often a culmination of what makes you confident. And, Mm -hmm. and I like to use the weightlifting analogy there, not that I lift or anything. Um, But where, you know, you don't have to be, yeah, you can be a weightlifter and you can like to lift, lift weights, but you're not going to walk into a main weightlifting gym and be like, oh, hey, I can snatch 110 pounds over my head without working towards form, right? And working through that technique and form. So when, you, when you're working through the customization, the same with the firearm, like, yeah, just work through it in pieces. You'll pick up the nuggets that are important to you that are, will make it better for you. And then you figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong with this too, though, is I, I, I do think that early on in a person's journey, you don't, and it may just be part of the journey and it just is that way uh, with a lot of things in life, frankly, but you, you just don't know what, you don't know what you don't know, obviously. And, you know, the, the whole Dunning-Kruger effect, but also like, because of that, you don't know maybe sometimes what is actually important in terms of some of the features or attributes of a particular gun or equipment piece. At least I would say that about myself. Like I mentioned the first modification I ever did was like skateboard tape on the grip of my gun because I remember thinking like, that seems really uncomfortable. But then I just, I noticed that there were some high level shooters that were doing that. And it's like, well, clearly there must be some advantage. Right. And then you do it and you're like, Oh wow, there's a lot of advantage because now I I can grip that thing way better, you know. With yeah, the same and it's not slippery, it's not sliding through yeah. your hands. Yep. <laughs> you know, but I didn't know that for a long time as a as a newer sure. shooter. Like didn't appreciate that because I hadn't experienced it. You know, well, how so, would you know? Right. What's that? In that how would you know? Yeah. Like you wouldn't know if you wouldn't have seen somebody else do it. And that's That kind of dives into, you know, one of the topics that we're going to kind of start to cover is that there are so many new shooters Mm -hmm. out there or, or new gun owners, right? Maybe they're not even, maybe we can't even classify them as a shooter yet. And they wouldn't classify themselves as a shooter yet, but there's so much information. And if you go try to look for it, you can be inundated and turned off like that. Um, And so, you know, the gun stores and people that are able to, to take it back to that simplistic level of this is what it is. And this is how it feels like your hand size. I mean, you hold up your hand, where's my camera? You hold up your hand. I hold up my hand. Your hands are significantly larger than mine. I I can make it bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But it's right. So what feels good in, in my hand is going to feel probably very small in your hand. Right. And are you going to be able to get as much of a good grip on that? And so it's, it's a culmination of putting all those pieces together. And if you don't know, having somebody that can help you walk through that process of here's what you want to look for. And here's what you want to think through, you know, that, I think that helps guide people down the road and then gives them those ideas of, they like this. Okay. I'm going to start to research this because this is what feels right. And then they can learn the various modifications and things that, that are helpful. Yeah. I just wanted to highlight, uh, Hanny made a good comment here saying that another upside of getting good training. And I've certainly experienced this when I've gone to a a training class with, I don't know, let's just use Mike Seeklander as an example, right? Like he showed me some mag pouches a couple of years back. I was like, those are awesome. You know, 
I wouldn't have known about it except that I went to a training with a world-class instructor. And so anyway, Haney's comment, another upside of getting good training is learning about mods, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. So great point there. So uh, true. Sharing. So, so that kind of last little bit of our conversation, I think does set us up and sort of segue into the Langdon tactical technology discover project as you and that's a good way of referring to it the discover project i like i was thinking about this before the before the episode i'm like discover like and then you said discover project i'm like there you go that 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 works so um <laughs> my passion project tell us about the discover project kind of what was inspiration behind this tell us a little bit about what it is and uh and and why you i mean i know i i know the kind of work that goes into something like this so that means you've obviously had to put a lot of effort into it and really commit yourself to it so so why what's the whole purpose behind it great question um we started we started discover discover kind of started as a concept about two and a half years ago and working with your significant other um, then turned husband can bring about its own energy, uh, good and bad. And a lot of it was kind of my journey of how I started, but then talking to more and more people, a lot of individuals who were married and their spouses had that law enforcement, military, uh, you know, tactical, what I refer to as the tactical training background. And I didn't have that, right? I had it through work, but I didn't have it from a firearms perspective. And so we started having more and more conversations. And then obviously the economic and political nature of all of the world that hit over the last year, um, I was, you know, I was still primarily on the phones with two of my other colleagues a lot. And as a small business, we were inundated. Um, with people calling and asking questions like, what should I buy? Where should I start? Where should I go? How do I find this information? But more than the customers, it was our friends. It was our family. It was my parents. It was my brother. It was, you know, our neighbors. It was the athletes that I was coaching at the gym. And they're like, oh, you guys do this. What should I buy? What should I do? And I'm like, we have nothing for you. <laughs> like, you wouldn't, our, don't start with us, right? <laughs> but it was so many people that I started to look for resources and I started to go, where can we find this content? And, you know, you and I have had many conversations about this is that you go, if you go to YouTube, you go to Google, you start to look for conceal carry or whatever. And in a matter of minutes, you are on, you will have a one and a half second speed draw and you will wear your tactical pants and you will change your pants and you will have a distance. If you can't do that, then you shouldn't carry. And it's like, (laughs) can out, (laughs) you know, and you just bail from, you bail from the video because here you are just trying to look for basic information. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, that'll never be me. And, and so it was much of finding that. And and I joke and don't get me wrong. I love a lot of my tactical friends and tactical people in the industry, but to a degree, I really felt like we were alienating. We gun, gun, gun companies, right? Gun people, gun advocates that we were alienating a big portion of new gun owners or people who want it, want the responsibility to be able to protect themselves, protect their family, purchase a gun and we're not providing them helpful resources to guide them through that path, uh, which is kind of how we came up with the carry journey. And it, it really was my experience, the way that I walked through that path of, I got a gun, the gun sat on the shelf, the ammo sat on another shelf because the minute they came together, things were going to go bad and the gun was going to go bang. Mm-hmm. Right. And that understanding of, hey, I have to not only load this firearm, but then I have to actually pull a trigger to make it go bang. For a lot of people, that's intimidating. And it marrying those two concepts of understanding that you have to physically load a mag, right? Or load the chamber on a, on a revolver. And you have to perform several actions before that gun can go bang. It's very intimidating for people. And if you've been around it your whole life or you've been exposed to it very early on, you don't think about it that way. 
And, you know, even now, sometimes Ernest will be like, like somebody else will say something and Ernest will be like, I've told you that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, but it makes sense when they say it. Right. And, and it's just, how does it resonate with people? But more so, how do we help people without intimidating the crap out of them to the point where they don't even want to look at anything, a firearm, because it means that they have to be a perfectionist straight out of the gate. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah. So that, you know, that that's really, that's really how it started. So it was as much my journey, as much as it was the number of people that we were talking to and a lot of, you know, close friends and family, uh, they were like, Oh, we should go to the range sometime. And I'm like, yeah, you and the other 49 people that want to go to the range sometime, like it's a, hour drive there. And it's a two hour minimum time there, right. Just to help you and then come back and, and people want information quick and they want an answer quick. And it's just, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Um, so we, we really sat down and we pulled a lot of people into this project and there's more content coming, you know, from other people that's not out, but we've pulled a lot of people into this project of, you know, their journey, how they got to where they are, the questions that they had, or the information that they've been looking for, and how can we help put it out there to just assist people and be a be a good resource that isn't trying to, you know, throw tactical gun speak into the conversation, if that makes sense. Yep. Oh, it, it really does. I mean, you're, you're actually kind of speaking my language a little bit because from the beginning of our podcast, which has been over five and a half years now, I mean, in, in January or February of 2022 will mark six years, which is kind of weird actually to think about how long that's been. But uh, we intentionally began it with the mission of it being sort of anti-tactical and, you know, just, just speaking plainly to the masses and trying to educate more concealed carriers to be responsible and, and smart, you know, about concealed carry. So, I mean, that's why when you mentioned to me the Discover Project, I was like, yeah, like, this is, this is speaking, speaking really language. synergistic with what you guys are, are doing. Yes. And yes. the information that you're trying to provide. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I mean, as the, as the podcast has aged, our audiences, a lot of our audience has aged with it. Like I recognize from the messages, the many messages I received from listeners that I remember hearing from them in the beginning. And then you hear from them two years later and like, and you see the progression that they've, that they've made. They, they've sort of like have grown up, in, you know, as a gun carrier as a gun owner along with the show. And like, that's kind of cool and yet also humbling to see. And, and so it, it, it has reinforced to me that there is in fact a need for base. I don't want to say basic level, but entry level. Yeah. Entry level, entry level I mean, information. information. Um, and that's also one of the reasons why, even though it's come up as a topic a few times within our business you go on our web or on the podcast and you'll see all 500 some odd plus episodes all available we've never locked any of those away behind a wall somewhere because you know you might want to go back to some topic we talked about five years ago because that's what you're looking for and there's a lot of it but and it's a lot to filter through and i do know there's some of you out there that have listened to every single episode which is insane mostly because i can't believe you can stand listen listening to me talk for that many episodes but anyway that's not about me just just that i appreciate and i applaud uh you recognizing this need i I think your own personal background has helped you come to that um to that place but to take honestly what i see as an industry leader such as langdon tactical making quality products for up till now it has been pri- probably primarily 
a different target market, right? Like you don't see many people for their first gun buying a, you know, LTT built. Yeah. Not until last year. Yep. Yeah. Last year changed all of that. Right. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned that. So, and, and to that point, like over the last two years, there's been millions of new gun owners and Matthew and I, in our earlier episode today, my, my co-host Matthew, uh, we were doing our industry news and gear reviews episode earlier today, and we shared a news story about how uh, f- almost 45% of new gun owners are women. Uh, 21% were black, 19% Hispanic. Among new women gun owners, 28% were black. Uh, these are demographics that are coming into this sphere, this industry, this community, whatever you want to call it, that haven't previously. And that right there explains the reason why your phone's ringing off the hook with people asking questions. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, there are a lot of women and there are a lot of, I mean, there are just a lot of new gun owners in general. Period. Yes. And I think we're seeing more women feel this layer of empowerment and confidence and desire to want to protect their families. And I, I love that because I have a lot of conversations with people. Um, and there are a few people probably listening who know who they are. Um, but where, you know, they want to tell their, they want to tell their spouse what they need to do and how they need to carry or their significant other. Right. And, they're like, well, this is what you're going to do because this is what you're supposed to do. And one of the big things behind Discover um, that I think comes through in a lot of the videos that we're trying to show with people is that if if we as humans don't teach people, no matter what it is, be it fitness, be it firearms ownership, be it you know your everyday work, your colleagues that you work next to, if people can't find their own confidence and their own layer of what they want to do, then they will never do it. Right. They'll do it out of, they they may start to do it out of guilt or they may start to do it out of, this is what I should be doing versus the position of, Hey, I could be here or I could do this. I just need to learn this information. And one of the things that we have found in some of the initial feedback after we launched Discover is that people learned that, hey, it was okay to not be 100% in all in at any given time. And that is, I think that is something that from a firearms ownership standpoint, you know, some people just want it for home defense. Like, Oh, I'm not going to take it with me when I go here, or maybe I'll just take it with me when I'm traveling. Right. But it's not an everyday thing. And, you know, we're here to tell them that that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It can just be a home defense gun, but if it's going to be a home defense gun, here are the things that you need to know. Right. And Hey, you got your concealed carry license. Awesome. You're still not ready to carry. That's okay. Here's how you start. Just, Unload the gun, put it in the holster, (laughs) put it in your pants and walk around the house with it empty, unchambered so that you can get comfortable to just how does this holster feel and how does this gun feel? And, you know, how does it feel for me? And maybe you practice a couple draws. Maybe you don't. And, you know, Matthew over here is saying that it's he's seeing more people show up at ranges that are, are trying to help and not being overbearing. And I think that is, I mean, Matthew, you are dead on. That is so important because if we as fellow gun owners, pro 2A supporters don't um, support individuals in their journey as they're starting to learn and trying to learn, right. Then they won't build that confidence. And then how do we get them there so that we have responsible gun owners walking next to us? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that's very much what we're trying to do is, is empower the individual and guide them through the different layers so that they can be more confident in firearms or ownership. And eventually maybe they move to everyday carry. 
Maybe they don't, but ideally that's what we want them to do. Yeah. Uh, That's a great point because I, I have seen that attitude, uh, the the attitude of if you're, you, you either are all in or you're not all in. And if you're not all in, then like you might as well stay out. And, and, and that is a toxic attitude to have in this industry because I mean, even I have to look back at myself when I got quote unquote into the industry, it was in a different, a different, it was, as it is at a different level than where I am now for sure. Uh, right. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I grew up as a, I mean, my, my household wasn't like hardcore hunters, but that was more my early life experience was growing up in a rural community and we shot guns and we went hunting. And, uh, you know, and I had family members and friends that took me under their wing because my dad wasn't the, he, he was not a big time hunter, but I got taken under some friends and family's wing, you know, like they're like, Hey, you want to go hunting? Yeah, cool. Let's go. You know? And, and that's all I knew until I was about 20 years old. And then like, one day I'm like, hmm, I think I want to get a gun, like a handgun, you know, not not a hunting rifle or a 22 or whatever. And you know, one thing leads to another thing. Now, not not maybe not for everybody, but for a lot of people, you start somewhere, and because you get started, it sort of leads to the next thing, which leads to the next thing and to the next thing. I mean, it's a natural progression, and we all come in at different entry points. So. Uh, Yes, you, you you don't have to be all in 100% of the time right from the beginning. And I, I appreciate you for sharing that perspective. Now, speaking to that point, people coming in at different entry points, how I noticed your site is set up in a way to help address that. In fact, you know what? Why don't we do this? I know this isn't going to help those of you that are... Uh, uh, listening to the podcast only, but here I'm sharing the screen to langdontactical.com. And so now you guys see right here, we got the dominate pay side of the page and the discover page. So we're gonna click on that, right? So Amy, if you want to maybe take us through this a little bit and kind of show how it's, how the content's organized, uh, that might be helpful. Yeah. So if you scroll down to the bottom, basically we have four different phases that we want to navigate people through right there of, you know, those that don't have a firearm, but they're thinking about it and, and Mm -hmm. where can they start? Right. And then there's those people that, okay, maybe they have a firearm, but they're not carrying it and they don't, you know, maybe they just have it, but they don't really shoot it. They haven't practiced with it, but they've taken the step and they have it Mm -hmm. Um, to those that are in the find where, you know, they're interested in a CCW, but they don't know where to start. And they, they want to take that next step. Maybe they have like yourself, some hunting background experience. They grew up around it, but they're not, they're still trying to figure out where to start now, you know, at, in, in their adult life and then moving all the way into the carry phase. Um, and, and that, you know, these are the people that they have their CCW and they're carrying, but you know, of the millions of gun owners that we have, nobody knows everything, right? And I mean, I eat, sleep and breathe firearms every day, but I still do not consider myself a gun guru. I am by no means, you know, fully educated on what it is to the point where James Tarr was actually sending me a text message this morning, asking me a question and he was joking with me. And I legit thought that it was an issue. And I was like, well, I don't know. And I just texted it to Ernest because I was like, I don't know how to answer this, right? <laughs> and he's, you know, it was a joke, but it's, there's this assumption that, oh, because you do this, you know everything or you, or you understand it, right? So we were, we tried to break that down, those basic layers of information down into these different sections um, to guide people through their different journeys. So if you click on, like, if you click on discover or seek, on that tab, mm-hmm. um, either one for learn more, um, then you can, what are you on your own discover? So you can, this is Joe Beth. Um, and she, you know, if you watch this video, you actually hear the raw fear in her voice of, you know, I want a firearm. I want to know what I'm doing and I should, and I support it, but I don't shoot and I don't carry. Um, and then there's Sarah who Sarah and I had a discussion here. She's a new mom. And so preparing 
herself for firearms and carry, it, it took on a whole new emotional layer. And I, I can't tell this story without getting tears in my eye because I'm a pathetic, emotional person. But it, it's just a raw, real conversation of like, I had a kid and now all of a sudden, like, I need to protect somebody else than myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you start to worry about it. And then it goes all the way into the discussion of like, well, this firearms in my home. And now what am I going to do with it? And well, there's yeah. a kid around and well, this kid's going to make it go bang. Right. And no, because there are things that you do as an owner to be smart about it. Right. But it's through all of this and in these stories, if you scroll down a little bit further to the resources, we're offering you know, educational information to a very simplistic level of basic starting points of here's where you can start and here's how you can grow, right? Here are the basic things that you should know before you even think about having a gun, right? And then as you scroll through the different components, if you go down a little bit further, right, it can take you into the next phase of your journey and then there's more information as it goes through. Um, the Discover Dialogues page at the bottom where it says learn more, that is kind of a compilation of all of the videos that we have <clears throat> from education and lifestyle to, yep, I conceal and I carry. What are some helpful tips? Um, you know, some information on med kits. Do, do you even have a med kit? Um, there's the Mount Medical. Um, trauma class, right? It's a free class that's offered. So you can do a a free online class for emergency trauma, just for basic information. Um, Mm -hmm. Driving down into one of the things that I feel very near and dear, uh, passionate about as well is the physical well-being and your own health. Um, I'm obviously an advocate for that. on my personal side, outside of, you know, Langman tactical stuff, but I, I tend to look around and see so many people, right. They're just, they walk around like this and you could walk up behind them. You could trip them, take their purse, you know, open the back, the back door of their car and they would have no idea. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and then to another extreme of people that we talk to who they, they want to start somewhere with fitness and they're not sure where to start. Right. Because part of being ready and being prepared isn't just about, Oh, do I know how to work a firearm? It's, Hey, can I get up and can I run a block or two down the the street? Can I grab and pick up my kids and move them to a safe place behind cover? Um, And so we partnered with street parking here again, not um, this is not monetized. There's no, um, there's no, uh, money being exchanged for fitness or whatever. This is a program that, that we have used a number of people that we have worked with, um, have used street parking. And it is basically a program where you can start fitness from the very basic level with zero equipment. Um, you can start with zero equipment. You can choose a workout. If you just have some dumbbells, you can choose a workout. If you just have a bag and you throw some rocks in it to have a weighted bag. Um, Mm. so we, we've incorporated all of those, uh, pieces into what can help people not just be physically prepared. Um, I'm sorry, mentally prepared in, the decision to own a gun and have a gun, but also physically prepared of, you know, are, are you aware of what's going on around you? Are you, are you taking care of your own self physically to, you know, be ready to move and be on your feet and exit stage right or exit stage left with a kid or a complete stranger, right? Human kindness. Um, so it just goes through several different topics and, and layers for pretty much anybody that's a, that is a gun owner or is thinking about being a gun owner. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. I mean, the way it's organized and, and 
this is something that I am appreciating more and more myself is being more well-rounded in, I mean, many of us talk about carrying a gun for protection, for longevity of life, right? For that, in that uh, worst case scenario kind of thing, you know, but hey, like health and physical well-being and, you know, having even things like a medical kit and some basic level trauma knowledge to, that's all also part of long of prolonging our lives in mm-hmm. uh, in a good way. So I, I appreciate the well-rounded approach that you're taking here with this as well. Thank you. It's definitely a lot of information and it, it's, it's hard to explain <laughs> in a very <laughs> short period because there's so much information, right? But we try to bring in real people, um, real people that we're interested or are interested or are somewhere on this path in this journey to, to give people the understanding that they're not alone. Right. Mm. Especially when they're new to firearms ownership. Um, and you know, on the physical fitness side, we just, we get a lot of questions there of, well, how can I do this better? How can I not, not do this better? And so that's why we pulled that, piece in because, you know, I'm a firm believer that your, your endorphins, you know, that natural endorphin release of just getting up and moving your body every day helps in your confidence. And if you're confident in yourself, then you're generally going to be more confident to be able to start a new challenge or take on something new as you move through, uh, you know, this process. Now, I think one thing that we probably failed to to mention, Amy, is uh, in case it's not readily apparent, is that all of these resources are free. Yep. Right. So, uh, I mean, I'm not even seeing anywhere where I could give you money, even if I wanted to give you money. Uh, I'm not being asked to like create some membership or you know add a credit card or anything like that. Uh, so, I mean, that's also really impressive. I, I think it's just providing this quality content uh, to the masses for, I mean, like it costs money to produce content like what you have on here. So. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, uh, we, you know, there's a reason you said it when we uh, first got on this call together, you know, the passion project and, and it truly, it truly is that. And we want to be a helpful resource. And we've pulled in some really helpful people to it um, mm-hmm. and are trying to reach out to more people who are advocates and helpful to just give this information, content and background to help guide people, right? There's so much information out there for the competitive shooters and the tactical people and the people with that tactical background. And there's not a lot. I am sorry. I (laughs) am at my house doing this and you can hear my dogs, my animals and the kids. And I apologize because school is now over. Um, I apologize, but that is what were they saying? Oh, so we're just trying to be that resource for, you know, the greater population of new gun owners and people ready to take that next step to find information and put it in a single place where they can, you know, keep growing with it versus mm-hmm. having to, you know, navigate and Google and search. And then all of a sudden be in that, you will do this and you will do that. And you will plaid and tactical pants. And that's how we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> And you yeah. know what I'm talking about because you see, I mean, you know well, of course. exactly what I'm talking about, Of right? course. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and here's the, here's the thing, you know, uh, just acknowledging the fact that we're all at different points in our respective journeys. Uh, but I, I look at myself and think of myself as generally a, a pretty non-tactical individual. But yet at the same time, and that's because I know what like real tactical looks like. Uh, I mean, yes, I am wearing a multi cam hat 
and and stuff but like whatever uh i just happen i wear stuff that's given to me and this one was given to me by fta which is you know those are my boys so uh anyway um no but you know i i wear blue jeans and regular shirts a lot of times and you know none of these cargo pants or whatever right but uh at the same time someone that's very new and coming in to this world is you know would look at me and be like oh wow you know like because i i'm sure i exude some of that um anyway um as far as especially if you seem how I carry and what I carry and that kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm in a different place than where most people are when they're just getting started. Meaning I carry a full size gun. I carry, it's got an optic on it. Uh, a lot of times I've got a weapon mounted light on it. Uh, and, and that has more to do with the fact I like the holster that that fits and goes in and the way it interacts with my body, you know? Uh, so that is not usually where we see, people entering the concealed carry world of you know carrying full-size gear you know with a spare mag and a tourniquet in my pocket and all this stuff right like that that can be very overwhelming to uh, a lot of folks and i'm sure you hear it a lot right people people will come ask you a question and then they'll say well that's not me i'm not i'm not that that's not me that'll never be me i'll never be you right? That, that kind of thing, if you have any layer of experience and it, it's really the, that's not me. That is, it's so true, right? Everybody says that about themselves for any topic of what they're referring to, right? Of when they're looking at a path of where they want to go. And so, you know, that that's not me. That's what we want to do is we want to, we want to help them become who they want to be and guide them through this place where they can be confident to make those decisions for what they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Most people make a decision yep. and what they decide the first time, maybe that's not right. And maybe that's not what they're going to be in a year, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You've made a decision. Let's help you through this process. And that's really, that's really what we, we want discover to come across as is this educational tool. And, you know, a bulk of our customers um, you know, before about three months ago, we're probably pretty tactical and, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they would say, well, I'm, I need to buy this for my wife because this is what she's going to carry. And there are a couple of people who I'm sure they're like, who the hell do you think you are woman? Because I was like, well, what does your wife want to carry? Well, have you yeah. asked her? Has she looked at it? Has she felt it? And it, why <laughs> would you say that? Right. But it's really that like, if, if people can make their own decisions and they understand it, then they're coming into gun ownership from an informed place, creating their own confidence, which will in turn, I hope help them want to learn more and move through that process. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned to me before we went live uh, with this show here today that, uh, that this has all been well received and in fact uh, has exceeded your expectations in the reception of the discover project. So could you tell us a little bit about that and like some of the, maybe the feedback or the stories you're hearing from folks that are, uh, you know, following along with this discover project. Yeah. Ironically um, the gentleman commenting right now that he can't get his wife to carry pepper spray, let alone a gun. um, That is how some of these people actually started and we gave that, you know, we, we have this information and we've heard several stories and had feedback now where they've, you know, customers have called in be it a husband or a wife or a single mom of like, wow, I never knew any of this information and thank you for providing it because I I did go to the the range. I went to Ted's shooting range down the street. Sorry. I went to Ted's shooting range down the street and I shot for my first time with a little bit of guidance from them. I got to shoot two different guns. I made a decision. I purchased a gun and it's still not loaded. Right. But I want to go back and I want to do it again. Um, my parents, my, my mom and dad, they were kind of part of the original vision board of this. 
And as things change, they're like, well, you know, we took him to the range and my dad's like, I'll be fine. I'll shoot this gun. And he was like, well, bah! you know, all over the place. And, you know, he's watched a lot of this information, which I didn't know that he was going to do. And he's like, wow, I never knew that. That makes sense now. Now I understand why you say this. Now I understand why you do this. Um, and, and I use them as, as an example because, you know, they're older, they're an older generation, they're retired, they're very active and they're probably not going to conceal carry, but they want to have a home defense gun. Right. And so this has helped them lead down that path versus their daughter saying, you need to do this. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. And, and that is really the biggest thing from, you know, a lot of our law enforcement friends, um, a lot of them being wives, one being a husband, where he was, he said, well, she's all, she's fine. She's got it. It's in the house. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Right. And where he started watching some of the stuff where he's like, you know what? Yeah, I need to, I need to take responsibility for this because hmm. when she's not around, I, this is silly. I should know how to do it. And so I think hmm. if anything, it's just for some people, it's adding validation. And for some people, it's just giving them a starting point of, of, of where to start. And so that, that feedback has been really powerful. In some layers, it's been emotional, um, right? Where people have had different reasons um, as to why they wanted to start and why they haven't. And this has helped them. And so, you know, those things are enough. Like you can't put a price on that. Yeah. And, and if, if we can help be that resource and provide that education and partnering with the people that we're partnering with to do this, because we all feel really passionate about it, like, heck yeah, game on, let's keep doing that. Mm. Mm. Amen. I don't know if I could say any of that any better than what you just did. So, uh, I really, I really yeah, we've been going for almost an hour here, so we probably had to start wrapping it up. And I, I almost am tempted to say that's a really good place to to call it. But before we do go, I want to ask, first of all, what's in the future for you and with the Discover Project or anything else you got going? Uh, where do you see this industry going? And um, anything else you want to throw out at us and, and to the listeners before we bid you adieu? Um, thank you for having me. It was fun. This is a fun discussion and I hope it's helpful to, you know, a lot of your listeners, even for the people in their life that come to them and ask questions and that this can be a resource for it. Um, next for discover, we're going to keep adding to it, right? So this is what, what you see today from discover. We're going to keep adding to it, you know, partnering with people, um, to create, continue to, to continue to create new content, right. Mm -hmm. To deliver, um, helpful tools and trips is what we want to do. And that's, that's what we want to see. And, you know, we, we want it to be raw. We want it to be real. We want it to be genuine. Um, and, and the desire is for that to come across. So, uh, you know, what's next, there will be more content, helpful content. Um, feedback is great, but, you know, more importantly, I don't know what is, Next, I mean, I've got my list of content, right? We've got, we know who we're bringing in and stuff like that, but we just want to see it grow and help because with the growing number of gun owners in the community and the digital age that we live in, where information is so readily available, uh, I want it to be welcoming and helpful and not alienating people into this, like, well, if you're not this way, then you can't be right? Mm -hmm. Then you shouldn't, then you're not a responsible gun owner if you don't do every single one of these things at any given time. Um, and then in terms of, you know, Langdon Tactical, the dominate side, we, uh, we are trying to continue to innovate and bring our custom trigger work and customization options, um, you know, one-stop shop to provide something for everybody. Right. And, and not be just this singular product that is geared towards, you know, a very specific group. We want it. We want to appeal to people with the products that we have 
in a customization, the shootability and the smoothness of it for people looking for everyday carry, some being tactical, some being competitive. Um, and then I love what I just saw that pop up too. What Matthew said is that, you know, when you get spousal people trying to tell the others what to do and where to go, it, it's a turnoff. Um, and it's a turnoff because you're generally triggering something that's emotional and it's an emotional confidence piece that is when we're married, right. Or it's someone that we love it. It's generally taken negatively um, because it's often positioned as, well, you're refusing to do this or you're refusing to do that, or you won't change or you won't do that. Right. Whereas when somebody else can give that permission or people can relate to like, oh yeah, that's how I feel. This is what I believe. And somebody else can deliver the information just a little bit softer um, and in a more welcoming environment, people generally receive that information better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I saw that same comment and just thought, yeah, that's, that's so true. You know, that, that, and we see it even with, um, high level shooters that decide, you know, that they're going to start teaching classes. Like just because you are number 15 in the world does not mean that you know how to teach or that you know how to articulate concepts in a way like it makes sense in your world-class number 15 in the world brain, <laughs> but doesn't make sense in Riley's brain or Amy's brain, you know? So, right. Uh, well, it, and it, just the, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Just the negative energy that surrounds it, right? Like if somebody calls something, um, there's a gentleman that just said, you know, he's quoting people that are like, I have a 15 round clip, idiot. Like, yeah, it drives me nuts when people call magazine a clip too. But how can, how can we be more positively encouraging to help people, you know, in this, in this interim of, you know, it's kind of a, a generational thing, but how can we be more welcoming and positive to guide people versus negatively, you know, telling people that they're stupid or they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I've, I think I've gotten a little bit wiser in, in that respect over the years. Uh, I mean, I remember earlier on in, as I was getting more and more involved in this industry, yeah, someone would say clip. And it's like, it's not a clip. It's a magazine. Dang it. Uh, but now I'm at a place where it's more like there, there's a time. Whatever a the place. hell you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there, there's a time and a place where maybe it's appropriate to educate somebody on something like that. Uh, if they care to receive that right. information. Uh, and we got to be smarter about picking and choosing our battles because there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of battles being lost because of like because we're focused here but really where we need to be is here and and right. so we get distracted with stupid nuanced uh semantical you know disagreements of wow it's a magazine dang it and and then you lose that person and then you don't reach them where they are ready to receive information right and that's that's a loss. So we just got to be yeah. smarter and better and, and, and just, more compassionate. You know, welcoming, yes. yeah, welcoming, welcoming, compassionate. I I love it and and encouraging. And then you know don't don't waste the energy on on the negative energy, if you will. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So thank you for yes. having me on your podcast today, Riley. It's great. You. It's a great conversation, and I. I love what you're doing and I hope that, you know, we can continue to, to work together and, and spread the good word and, and help people feel more confident. Yes. I, I hope to work. We got you, Bill. We knew what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Bill was just saying he, he was mocking, mocking folks that get hung up over terms. Uh, yeah, we, I, I, I was reading you. I was following you, bro. Uh, I, I hope to support you and continue working with you, Amy and your team and uh, I'm excited to see, you know, where this goes. So uh, we wish you uh, the, the ultimate of success. And if we can play a part in that in some way, we are game and we are all ears. And folks. Right back at you, Riley. You awesome. know that. 
Awesome. And folks, I mean, many of you know, have been following us for a long time. Uh, we provide content on our site. We do video stuff. We do, we have videos behind a paywall, but I would encourage you to go over to LinkedInTactical.com and check out the Discover Project. Uh, go watch these videos. I have enjoyed watching a number of them. And it, it's, it's even though much of it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like I know that already. But it's so good to me to remind myself of where other people are at. And even as an instructor, it's, it's, it's very helpful uh, to, to just go back to that place and work on my own articulation of how I explain things to people that are not where I am. And it makes it so much easier and enjoyable when also that content is produced, you know, in a very high quality format, which you guys are doing a great job with that as well. So, so thank you, Riley. Keep up the great work. And uh, yeah, one more time, LinkedInTactical.com. Anything else you want to throw out? Uh, social media, tags, anything, whatever. We're on. I mean, you can find all the videos. They're segmented out on our YouTube page. Um, if you want to you know, get the notifications when we post a new video, you can get the subscription there. But otherwise, our Instagram is LinkedInTactical. Um, and mine is just full of mom, mom and hiking and shooting, lifting, which there you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Riley. Thank you. Have, you. you guys have a good night. Thanks for joining yeah. everybody. So with that, folks, we will let you go. And we thank you for being a part of this episode, everyone, uh, every one of you, wherever you are. And so with that, we remind you to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care.